0: hey it's kill you with truth yeah baby look at yeah. look at ah, look at nate's background like and subscribe if you like nate's background that is if you want to walk us through your background real quick before i get into the broncos gossip and i get a lot of broncos gossip
1: yeah sure so you know how like when you're an athlete as a kid you accumulate all these jerseys and and t-shirts and things like that and up up here a speedo as you can see uh, above my head there. I was a swimmer. I was a competitive swimmer for many years. I played soccer, and then so my mom was like, "What am I going to do with all this shit? Oh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a cool mom thing and make this quilt, <laughs> we could send it all away. That's and awesome. Put, and they make a quilt out of it. So top layer is like soccer and swimming, and then high school football, and and then college, and then under it you can't see it at the bottom, but it's professional football, Broncos, and and uh, there we go. I thought it would be a good background because it's a nice, nice. little quilt.
0: Oh, I think it's awesome, Chad. And to think that he's putting like uh his swim trunks from when he was ten on the same level as the Niners and the Broncos—it's just right there. It's the it's story perfect. of Nate. It's, like, it is, it's, it's so it's, awesome.
2: It's the perfect mom thing. Only mom would do that. I love it. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, really, really cool. Okay, we'll get on to whether or not we have Big Penix Energy in a second, but um, <laughs> but just a heads up about something going on today. So there has not at at, at the time that we're doing this, at least. There has not been an announcement about the year-end press conference. Not yet. Although my birdies tell me it's going down around noon or so. The question is, who's actually going to be there? And guys, I'm telling you what, man, I am not a strange. When Russell Wilson got um, benched, they did not send out a press release because usually it mentions the quarterback's availability time. And they did not put one out that day. And now we know why. So when sometimes when things aren't happening, I'm not saying one thing or another is definitely happening. Something is being considered and something is likely to happen.
1: Who's getting fired? DMACC? Who's Well, getting I fired?
0: think, I think the two people on the biggest hot seat are VJ and George Payne. I do. So um, I'm certainly curious about your feedback. Uh, maybe start with Chad here and then go to Nate. But like, What do you think is going on here today? What deliberations do you think are happening uh, behind the scenes at the castle?
2: Well, yesterday was obviously Bloody Monday, and so a lot of uh, coaches were fired. Heck, one was fired Sunday night, Arthur Smith, uh, down there in Atlanta. A bunch of uh, position coaches and coordinators were fired yesterday as well. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, And is VJ being fired? Is VJ moving on? I, I, I don't know, but as we've talked about a number of times on this podcast, it seems the writing seems to be clearly on the wall for George Payton to no longer be a Bronco. I know there was a, a, a story that got out this week that George Payton would be back. Um, it didn't feel legitimate and genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if I had to place a wager on someone on the staff moving on, it would be George
1: Payton. Hey, what do you think? I agree with that. I think that VJ actually did a pretty decent job this year. You know, aside from a couple games, the Miami Dolphin games, Miami Dolphin game in particular, that was a uh, a bloodbath. But after that, they really tightened things up. They were the highest scoring NFL defense or the best scoring or whatever for 10 or 11 straight weeks for a while. They were really playing some very, very good football on defense, creating a lot of turnovers, a lot of havoc, um, flying around, putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback and seemed to be for – a month or so, the hottest defense in in the league. They weren't helped out by their offense at all, at all. I mean, the offense sucked all year long. So I, I don't see why you would fire VJ. I think you'd want to bring VJ back. I think the players clearly responded to him as a coach, responded to adversity through him as a coach. You know, his messaging after a, 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 that blowout clearly resonated with the team. So I don't want to see him move on from VJ. I think he deserves another shot. George Payton, on the other hand has swung and missed at a lot of stuff i mean you could point to some things that he's gotten right quinn Miners, you know that's like good um but who else i mean so you know baron browning some jonathan cooper some of those guys are are playing at a high level um alex singleton finding him um that's pretty good um but there's a lot of guys that just aren't And, and the russell wilson is the big one of course but randy gregory that was a huge one um and and you know I think there's a the, the the list is longer for his screw ups than it is for his wins. And I think, um, you know, as much as as much as many nice things that they've said about each other and working with each other in the collaboration, it's got to be a consideration right now for Sean Payton, because it's almost like when something, you know, when you end like that and you're and you're considered a failure, because if he's, he himself said, if you're not making the playoffs, it's, it's, it's a loss, right? Something has to happen. You got to make some sort of move to satisfy, you know, the masses. And I think George Payton might be that move.
0: Yeah. Um. Listen, I'm not guaranteeing. I just look at my phone cause I'm getting little, little notes from <laughs> folks. Yeah, I know. So listen, maybe nothing happens either. I mean, that's a possibility. I don't want to say, Hey, something definitely is happening, but I just feel like something is going on. I just don't know exactly what it is. At the end of the day, guys, if you don't have some form of consistency, I think an organization is basically sunk. That doesn't mean you can't have some element of turnover. It happens to every organization every year. I just don't know what suits the Broncos the best, but I'll tell you this. You got to make a decision on quarterback. And I think the waters got muddied, Nate, last night because my big Penix energy was softening.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> a little flaccid, flaccid Phoenix last night, huh? You know, you know what I'm was, saying? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, because, you know, when you're on a dominant college team and you're just dominating everybody, you get to sit back there and pick people apart as a quarterback. But all of a sudden you face someone who has a, you know, a hungrier D-line or, or, or you're outmatched in the trenches. And you get to see how these quarterbacks handle that. And you're going to see that in the NFL. There's going to be times when you are under duress as they say and he didn't necessarily handle that very well a lot of inaccurate balls just kind of you know he lost his mechanics when his protection broke down and I think that's what coaches are going to see when he was just like all right and he just slung it and he was missing open receivers because he was spooked by that pressure now you get to the NFL your offensive line is going to be better but you're facing the best hungriest defensive lines in on the planet with schemes that you've never, ever seen and blitz packages that you've never seen in college. So I'm sure people who, you know, had him high on their board, maybe are reconsidering that a little bit after last night, but at the same time, look, man, if you think someone can learn from these things and get better, I don't think that's going to knock them all the way off. Someone's board.
2: No, I think he'll still be on people's boards. I still think he'll be one of the first, uh, three or four quarterbacks taken. Mm-hmm. But the Michigan defense, you got to give credit to them. They did to him what they did to almost every quarterback they faced this year. And as far as Michael pinnick's resume, he's put together two really, really good seasons. So uh, last night, maybe takes some of the shine away and exposes some of the flaws in this game. He's not athletic. Uh, his ability to maneuver the pocket and, and buy time with his feet is not necessarily great. So he's got to go to a team where offensive line of protection has got to be paramount in order for him to be successful. Uh, it's just how it's got to be for him. But when given enough time, when given uh, time to process in the pocket, he's certainly got a great arm. He's certainly got accuracy. He's great, great deep balls and all that. But last night was not a stellar performance for him or, or Washington at all. Um, so those who have big Michael Penix energy, uh, I wouldn't say they should be flaccid on him. They just have to recognize that the pool of teams that could, be successful with him narrowed a bit. Oh because- uh, well,
0: let me let me ask you the big question then, Chad. Nate, Chad, uh, can you see Sean Payton wanting to work and develop MPJ, Michael Penix Jr.? Can you, is he a Sean Payton guy?
2: Hmm. He's probably more of a Sean Payton guy than Russell Wilson is, because wow. Michael Penix Jr. is going that is to a-,
0: a low bar, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but. It- I mean, we're talking about Russell Wilson still being a possible Hall of Famer. Um, and so when, when you contrast the two different styles, Sean Payton wants to stack up plays. He wants to call plays. He wants to set up the defense. He wants to show the defense one thing so then a quarter later he can hit him with something different. He wants to run the out. He wants to run the out. Then he wants to run the out and up. He wants to set things up. And because Russell Wilson's proclivity to get away from the structure of the original play call didn't allow Sean Payton to be the play caller he wanted to be. A quarterback like Michael Penix Jr. is going to be able to do that. Now, are there other different okay. shortcomings that Michael Penix Jr. presents rather than Russell Wilson? Yeah, and we saw some of those exposed last night. But if you're going to draw up a quarterback for Sean Payton, he looks way more like MPJ than he does like Russell Wilson.
1: What do you think, Nate? Yeah, I would say so. I think the accuracy is an issue with Pennix, or at least it was last night, you know, and and so you are going to have less time to throw it in the NFL than you have in college. And so he's going to have to clean up his mechanics and stuff like that. But um, but I see him as a much more. Um, yeah, I think he would. Uh, Sean Payne would like to work with him because of that immobility okay. in a way. And, and right. also and, and also ahead. something you were, we were talking about before, Um, you know, typically a top five quarterback or whatever goes to a really shitty team. And usually that, that shitty team has really shitty offensive line. And so that guy gets just attacked. I mean, in that first year and can it be a really, really awful first year if he gets thrown in right away and doesn't learn behind anybody. Well, the Broncos have a pretty good offensive line. It's not, it's not as bad as some of these teams that'll be picking in the top five. And so it could be a situation where a guy like Michael Penix would be best served on a team, like the Broncos with a decent offensive line other than a team who's just really bad all across the board and have, you know, has a top three pick.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So both you guys haven't written off uh Penix nor Sean Payne's possible relationship with him. No. Okay. All right. That's, that's cool. Um, I'm following your lead on that. Uh, I thought his mechanics and the lefty stuff and everything was, quirky looking to be honest and he floats a lot of balls i think his arm angle looks a little odd it's just like oh boy you know uh, but then again jj mccarthy only completed 10 passes they just ran the shit out of the ball it was unbelievable and i think you learned that hey jj mccarthy's a good dude He obviously He's a good
1: dude well he, nice that's the, that, he does yoga the, before he, the, the he, game he, he sits in chaturanga
0: I, that's, that's, that's my impression like he's a good teammate a good guy and you know he's got a natty under his belt kind of reminds me of
1: daniel daniel jones
0: okay bit. well go ahead like what about j.j mccarthy then and his pro well, prospects does that ring any bells for you
1: yeah, well, no yeah but that's the thing God. like daniel jones like you know he got a big contract but he's not that pure passer and he, it, it's kind of seems like he's maybe not the dude who's going to lead your team to uh, to a Super Bowl, but he's a really good athlete. and Sometimes he gets loose and has like a 50, 60-yard run, which you saw J.J. McCarthy can get on his horse a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, is a good athlete back there. But is he the type of NFL p- passer that Sean Payton, for example, really wants back there? I, I, I don't see that. Yeah, uh, Chad? Uh, Michael Penix Jr. will be drafted well before
2: J.J. McCarthy will be. So, um, yeah, I, I think from a pro-prospect level, uh, MPJ is uh,
1: two or three times the pro prospect that J.J. McCarthy is. But you got to like, you know, I was, there were some open receivers last night that he just sailed it on. I mean, because he was expecting pressure and he just like off his back foot, just opened his hips and just like, and just come on, man. I mean, you got to stay tight and deliver that ball in these types of games. So I know that was that was a tough, uh, a tough stretch for him.
0: I'll tell you this. I don't think any Broncos fan is going to be excited about Michael Penix Jr. after last night nobody and 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 maybe that sample size is ridiculously small and you are going against obviously the best of the best i mean i get all of that but man oh man for a team that averages 37 points or so a game to put up 13 and miss receivers left and right they had their opportunities chad a lot of opportunities i think i think you're going to find a broncos uh country here that's a little disappointed And perhaps uh, the shrinkage on the Big Penix uh, energy is like jumping in a frozen lake.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, they they wouldn't be wrong based off of last night. But, again, there's a a two-year great resume that he's put together at the University of Washington. So if Bronco fans are going to write him off after one game, I think that's uh, unfortunate. Again, the flaws were exposed. And let's face facts, there's going to be players drafted very high from all three levels of the Michigan defense. That is the best defense in college football. He came across the absolute worst thing for him to excel against in this test that the uh, Huskies had last night. All
0: right, let me um, let me do some predictions for today. And I, I'm telling you that we're re- this has happened in this podcast before everything happened in the Dove Valley. So, Nate, what will we hear? Put on your uh, – use the crystal ball there, the Magic 8 ball, whatever you got, and – Imagine for me what we'll hear today from Greg Penner, George Payton, and Sean Payton. What do you think?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I think Greg Penner, um, he'll be optimistic. He'll be he'll talk about how much he learned this year and how great it was to be around and have a year under his belt now, and that they you know are really um, grateful and and thankful for all the hard work that Russell Wilson had done and how professional he's handled this and how there's you no know, no hard feelings type of thing he's gonna he's gonna take the high road but he, and, I, and i think he's probably gonna talk about you know the organization and uh and sean payton's professionalism and jo- just everybody's gonna be per- very professional you know okay everybody was very professional sean payton's gonna talk about how you know it wasn't good enough um and um you know there's a lot of things and and that they got to clean up and figure out going into the year two, and it, no one knew you know no one thought it was going to be easy uh, he, we've heard him say that already. He's going to he's gonna double down on that one a little bit and talk about the, the work they got to do in the offseason. And if George Payton does have the opportunity to go up there and talk, if he gets fired, he won't. He's not going to have a farewell press conference no. up there with those other guys. No. But if he does, he's gonna, it's, it's going to be largely the same. It's going to be company speak about getting better. And, you know, we improve, but not where we want to be. And so, you know, we've got some things that we got to figure out. And, of course, it, what will be interesting is how they handle the quarterback discussion um right, because right. because no one really knows the nuts and bolts of how it happened why it happened what the plan is going forward so are they going to be completely mum about that or are they going to tell us here's here's our plan like you know it's a b- goodbye russell type of thing like it was fun or are they or are they keeping that close to the vest and not telling us what's going to happen with russell wilson
2: yeah it's going to be a typical end of the season press conference with uh, a lot of platitudes about how hard everyone worked and what a great person everyone is, and how everyone's super professional and all those kinds of things. Um, yeah, so no news is going to be broken <clears throat> today at this presser. It's particularly about Russell Wilson, that's going to be leaked out a little bit, a little bit over time. They are they are not going to have a full dossier of uh, and a breakdown of Russell Wilson's season and why all these decisions were made. That's not going to happen today. So uh, I, I don't expect any big news, despite your inkling, because of the, the the lack of the schedule today that something big is happening, certainly would line up with previous history for the Broncos when there's a change to the normal scheduled things that tends to be a reason why. I just don't see it today. Um, so that's where I, I, I'm at. I'm, I'm expecting the everyone's great. Everything's awesome. It's going to be a great offseason. We're going to put in a tr- tremendous amount of work, and the future is so bright. I got to wear shades.
0: Yeah. I think something's going on. I just don't know what it is. So um, I think you're right about all that. I think it'll be interesting if they set those guys up one at a time, which does kind of make sense because why waste anybody's time? I always think that's weird at these press conferences when there's three guys up there and it's like, well, I'll ask you a question, you a question, then back to you. And then, then one dude is sitting there like he's the third guy on survivor getting voted out and nobody votes for him. It's like. It probably is better just to sort of focus on, you know, one person at a time. And um, I think I think what today really is, I think it's another example of how Sean Payton's really running the show here, fellas. He really is. And everybody's sort of walking around on eggshells, Nate, like, what does Sean want? What does Sean want? What are we yeah. doing for Sean? Um, and I think today is another indication of it. So whatever happens today. My belief is that it's what Sean wants, <laughs>
1: and that's that's kind of what we knew what was going to happen when you hired Sean Payton. That that was the discussion: Are you going to go after a, a, an inexperienced young coach who you could be more of a collaborator with, or are you going to hire Sean Payton, the football dictator who tells you what to do?
0: Right, and
1: and that's what he's doing, and that's exactly what you hired him to do. And right. so, Greg Penner, the you know self admitted non football guy, passed the keys. To the entire operation, to Sean Payton, good or bad, um, rain or shine, he's mm-hmm. the guy who's steering this ship, and that could be a good thing, and that could be a bad thing. You know, is is Sean has Sean Payton lost touch with the NFL? Uh, I don't think so, but I do think, like I said yesterday, he's a little rusty. He was a little rusty this year. Okay, he went for a surprise onside kick on the first play of the year, and, and that backfired, and everything's been. You know, I think, you know, a precedent was set there that I'm smarter than everybody, and maybe not, you know, not maybe not today, maybe not this year. Now, I think he's going to he catch his groove. Maybe he was in a rut, and he's going to find a groove. But I just think that uh, this is what you get. This is what you wanted when you when you hired him.
2: Yeah, it, this is Sean Payton's show. I, I think we, we all recognize that, and um, Sean Payton certainly hasn't always been done the right thing this last year. Um, he essentially – Motivated the Jets to beat the Broncos. I mean, literally, he turned that into a a (laughs) coach-created bulletin board material loss. That did happen.
0: Extra motivation. motivation.
2: Yes. I mean, literally, he gave a professional football team extra motivation, not just the guys in the locker room, but the coaching staff as well. And the Broncos suffered for that. Uh, At the same time, there's been some pretty good Sean Payton as well along the way. Uh, But this is definitely his show. He is definitely the driver of this bus. There's no doubt about that. And to go back to the George Payton thing, um, typically when you're a longtime head coach like Sean Payton has been, you want to bring in a personnel guy who has a great understanding mm-hmm. of your system and the players that fit your system best. So unless George Payton and Sean Payton have some kind of conversation this off season and, and George Payton is able to give Sean Payton all uh, of the information that he wants when Sean Payton is asking about players around the the college football landscape and in free agency, I think George Payton is the most likely person, uh, the major person within the Broncos front office
0: to be gone. All right, really quick, really, really quick. Is it possible that they don't fire George, but Sean does bring in a personnel guy? Some sort of, like, it's my guy, but we're not getting rid of George, but it's going to help George.
1: Yeah. Some sort. No, you don't think so, Nate? I mean, maybe, but I don't think he should do that. I mean, if you're going to bring in your guy, just bring in your guy and let George go. I mean, he would find a job somewhere else. He's a nice guy. Well-regarded around the league. Um, oh, sure.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: so he probably wouldn't have a hard time finding a new position. Um, I, I, I think that would maybe undermine George a bit. Oh. If you if you brought in your own guy to kind of like help George, I mean, George is the GM. He, he's he can help himself. He's got a staff. You know what I mean? So right, if right. you don't trust him and you don't want him, let him go. If you want someone other, someone else's vision there, bring that person in and, and let George go. All right. We got to move on. But nope. um, can well, I say yeah. something real quick. Of course. So it was interesting this year about, you know, there's a conversation Chad and I had about, is this a running team? Is this a running team? They're going to be a running team with Russell to accentuate his strengths. And they tried to do that, but this is like a fake running team. It wasn't a real running team. They had a shitty running attack, even though they said they were going to be, you know, based on the running game. And so I wonder like, is he going to get a quarterback that's so he can ditch the fake running team thing and just get back to what he wants to do, or if he's going to actually commit to the running game and get better at that um that's something that i'm interested in seeing
0: well i mean that that's maybe a future conversation as we go because maybe he really does feel i can get a guy in the fourth fifth round that can just execute my offense i like stidham or somebody stidham like and i don't need to lose this capital because look at me i'm sean payton i can do this look what i did with drew Brees and Jameis winston after he was a cast off and you know, uh, you know, you kind of keep going down Taysom Hill. Look what I did with him. I think that's a distinct possibility. I think it's a mistake, but I think it's certainly a possibility, Chad.
2: Uh, well, I think no matter who they bring in that quarterback, because they're not going to bring in the next Peyton Manning, he's going to need a run game to support him. Yeah. So uh, to have the run game have the same results next year as it had this year, I think that would be a – terrible indicator but a true indicator where this offense is because this run game does not move forward whoever's playing quarterback next year is going to have to share that part of that load and if it's Jared Stidham or if it's a rookie out of college chances are they're not going to be ready to take over that amount of responsibility for this offense so it's got to move from a fake run game to steal Nate's phrase to an actual run game in order to protect whoever is at quarterback
0: all right, just give me a scale of 1 to 10 as we tap out your big Penix energy. Um, Nate, I'm looking at your swim trunks up there. And uh, I'm going to guess, uh, dependent on the day, how fast you're going to be. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your big Penix energy today?
1: Uh, whereas, you know, pre- previously it was fully erect. I'd say it's a semi right now. <laughs> Chad?
2: Yeah. I'll actually go with your 1 to 10 scale and, and not the uh, flaccid, fl- flaccidity scale there. Flaccidity that out. Yeah pulled out pun intended um i am going to go with a seven um before last night i was probably uh an eight and a half, eight point seven, 8.7 but i'm in a seven right now
0: i'd say i'm about a five you know like half staff yeah <laughs>
2: all
0: right fellas uh we'll be back to react to all the news as we roll on kill you a truth it's not going to be a boring week
2: Cheese out